Welcome to the Roswell Business Podcast. On this episode, we hear from local businesswoman Juliana Halverson. As always, we'll talk a little bit about her life, her businesses, and words to live by. I do want to uh, bring up one quick deal, though. If you could do us a favor and make sure you're sharing this, subscribe on the platform you're on, and, and give us that like. Uh, we're looking in this year to expand where possible, as much as possible. Um, appreciate all the feedback and things that have come in through you guys and your patience during all of the, the COVID and the lockdown and all of this. But uh, as we grow, uh, we're looking for more people that are either living in Roswell or are impacted by Roswell. And what I mean is, is that you do business here, whether you live somewhere else or things like that, but that you create an impact in this city. Also, I'm looking to add some new sponsors. Uh, that obviously, the more sponsors we have, the more people backing us, the further we can go and the more uh, frequent that we can do episodes. So reach out to me, stop by my website, donovanfulkerson.com, fill out the contact form that will get it directly over to me. Click the little box when you do that about why you're doing that, whether you want to be a guest or you know someone to be a guest, or uh, you can come in as a business sponsor and help us uh, continue this program. Without any further ado, let's talk with Juliana. Well, thank you, Juliana, for uh, joining us today on the yeah. podcast and taking time out of your busy week. I know what kind of a <laughs> amazing impact you do in our community, and it's greatly appreciated. Well, and thank you for having me. Obviously, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about that as, yeah. we, as we go, but uh, <laughs> it's a privilege to have you here. And I've known you for uh, several years. Yeah. I've known of your family for much longer Yeah. and uh, just appreciated what all gets there. So as we always do, we like to find out uh, Juliana, the person, you know, tell us about, you know, uh, what, what makes, makes you, you, where'd you come from? How'd you grow up? You know, uh, yeah. little things that are interesting there and I'll try to hop in at times. Okay. Yeah. So I was born in Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana. My dad was in the Air Force. Um, he was born in Michigan. Uh, my mom was born in Wisconsin. They married and moved to California. He went to Michigan state, joined the Air Force when he was young, first to the Air National Guard. And I have six brothers and sisters. There's seven of us. Good I Catholic never, I, family. I never realized yeah. that. Wow. Good Catholic family. Okay. I'm the fifth of seven. Um, my dad, he, we lived in Holloman Air Force Base for years. And then he, he moved, we moved to Torrejon Air Force Base in Spain. It's no longer open, but it was a base wow. then. Wow. Okay. Um, that's when uh, Juan Carlos became the king and everything. Francisco Franco was the king when we moved there and then he died and that was a whole nightmare in itself but <laughs> and, and how old were you at that point i was eight when we moved there and 13 wow, when we okay. moved back so, so very formative years that you spent oh yeah okay and you know you just wish we you know you would have paid attention more because we traveled all over europe my dad would take his month vacation and he'd pack everyone in a pop-up you know we'd sleep in a pop-up we'd had we had an international travel all you know those big bus looking ugly things and we drove around across Europe in that, and we camped, and we went to, you know, like the, the Prado Museum, the Louvre. We visited all kinds, because we were very strict Catholics, you know. Okay. Several different, very Christian sites. But as a kid, you don't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see the Mona Lisa, I'm like, can we go? <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, that, and we learned Spanish. And, you know, some snippets from other languages, don't ask me to say any of them now. I don't remember any of them. But, you know, even we went to the Austrian Alps and we stayed there for like three weeks. It's, so you we were just, in these incredible environments. Yes. And crazy just, historical yeah. <laughs> places and just had no clue that it was yeah, that Yeah, it was so important. Yeah. yeah, we just wanted to move back to the States. We moved back wow. to the States. Mm -hmm. So we had a, a great, great childhood there. Um well, we were there too. When one of the it was pretty tragic. Our house burned down. Oh my goodness! Well, in Spain, wood is you know like here marble is important. You know it's expensive. Okay. It's hard to get. But yeah. there, wood is hard to get because apparently they were cutting down trees. We even lived in Madrid in the capital, and we okay. had a tree in our front yard. My dad had to get it. It was dead, but my dad still had to get a permit to cut it down. Wow! I never knew that. Yeah, but we were in Spanish class. It was the summer. My sister's home cooking. 
chicken, fried chicken, and the cabinets were pretty low right above the stove. It was, you know, safety things, you know, foreign countries aren't always the best. And yeah. The cabinet caught fire, you know, it was just a whole, that was an experience. You know? And so did you guys go, have Well, my parents loss? were in England at the time. Okay. They were, they left my oldest brother, who was like 18 at the time, to watch us. And uh, the Red Cross caught a hold of my parents and basically just told them, your house burned down. Not the kids are safe or the kids are alive or anything. <laughs> wow. So they're trying to get home, you know, in a panic. And we were all fine. Um, the house didn't burn like an American house would because it had brick foundation. Because okay. wood was so hard to come by. But uh, everything was black. It smelled like, wow. the, you know, the smell. Yeah. And, and then the, everything was water damaged because the fire department. Well, and the worst part was nobody had phones there because we lived out in the country. And it was just, it was, you know nobody really had phones. So my brother had to ride his bike a mile to the hotel, tell him the house. They didn't believe him because he's an American kid. They thought he was lying. So finally, one of our family friends, when I got to her house, she went there and told him. In the fire departments, there's no fire extinguishers there either. Or, you know, fire hydrants. <laughs> so wow. they had to put all the water in the truck. And yeah, that was just a... So after Spain... What a story. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> it was just... Well, you know, and, and you still say it was one of your best experiences. I, well, not best. Prior to that, yeah, but one of the, you know, you just well, the stuff you go through in life. I think yeah. it, it forms who you are. Yeah. And we just learned to, to live with, you know, any kind of tragedy. You just move on. You just go on. That's that's how life is. You know, we my parents never raised us to be, you know, oh, I had this horrible experience. I have PTSD now. I'm, you know, it's just, and I know PTSD. I'm not, I'm not mocking PTSD. Understood. It's a yeah. real thing, but. I think a lot of people use it as an excuse now for, you know, tragedies and they just, they needing to move on, you know, and it's, sometimes it's harder for some people. Do you think it was uh, a lot the, the military side or was it just the way that I think they just having were raised so as many, well? Or? So many kids, I think we just, okay. we had to fend for ourselves a lot. You know? Especially <laughs> being number five. Yeah. It was <laughs> okay. Just, so after Spain, we moved back to home in Air Force Base and, um, my dad decided to retire and he was friends with, dang, I forgot their name now, people that moved here to Roswell and they recommended that okay. he retire here in Roswell. And um, I wish I could remember their name, but they were really good friends of my dad. They were Boy Scout leaders together and everything. Okay. And so we retired in Roswell when I was, I was a, I just started my sophomore year at Goddard. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's what brought us to Roswell. Yeah. Yeah. And, but my parents, they've always volunteered in the community and with, you know, the family activities and they were both scout leaders and everything. So that's where I learned to give back to the community. You okay. know, you just, it's important. I think that everybody should give, you know, in the fulfillment you get, you know, mm -hmm. from volunteering, it's just, it just makes you feel good helping people. Right. Yeah. So, but that's how I got to Roswell. So you come to Roswell, um, you uh, enter this arena. What was that like? Here you've uh, actually been around the world. Oh yeah. And back and uh, you know, yeah. what, what's, what was the difference in cultures and all this kind of stuff? The, How did that? The culture difference, it, it was, you know, uh, it was pretty interesting because in the military, everyone lives together, races, anything. There's no split anywhere. And we moved here and it was like, you know, the white people live here, the Hispanic people live yeah. here. And I went to Goddard and there's like one African-American and it was like, that was a culture shock. Yeah. Cause my, you know, like in third grade, my best friend was African-American. We didn't see any difference in color, but here it was like split. And that kind of interesting was a shock yeah. to us. But uh, yeah, we joined band at Goddard. Um, you know, we just, we loved Goddard, you know, the, the community was really good. So. Now at that point, um, cause I know even when I was going through uh, Goddard, and you're not too far ahead of me, but yeah. uh, enough. Were you guys still doing the bomb drills and all that kind of stuff? Or I don't remember any bomb drills. I knew we, we were in a bomb, yeah, but yeah. they don't, yeah, we didn't do any bomb okay. drills or anything. Most of all of the drama had, had ceased by the time you arrived. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> just, That's nice. But I do remember, you know, on, living on an Air Force base, they always had warnings, you know. Yeah. And, so we didn't go hide anywhere, but my dad, where he were, you know, being in there, he like sometimes he wouldn't come home for two, three days because he was off. But he was on TDY, and it was during Vietnam, so he was in Vietnam. Okay. So he was gone a lot when yeah. we were little kids. So my mom was raising us on our own. So that was interesting too. So you moved to Roswell. You end up going to Goddard. Uh, 
being a part of the rocket legacy and yeah. um, what happens after high school? What, what? So I started going to classes out at Eastern New Mexico University okay. here and they had a, you know, they have a job bulletin board. I'm looking for a job and I saw that uh, KBIM TV was hiring and wow. I know nothing about it, but I'm like, oh, I'll do that. So I signed up and I got the job. And so I was a camera operator. I started out as a camera operator. So you do, you've done photography. I've known that for a long time. Yeah. This literally is something that's gone way back. Yeah, way back when everything was really old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> you saw like the, the boards you used and stuff, you know, we started way back. And uh, it, that was a fun job. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. And then I worked my way up to become production manager. So before you hit that, and we'll, we'll jump yeah. back there. Was this those gigantic uh, oh, cameras? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the teleprompter old, was uh -huh, yeah, the... that big. And then you had to tape all your papers for the teleprompter and put uh -huh. them on a roll. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the Chiron was so old, you know, it, it, yeah. And was this the, the where they still have the old building? Yeah, where they still have the Down downtown on Main Roswell. Street. Yeah. Okay. And we were in there with KBIM radio. Okay. But they didn't get along, so we were told, you know, the people, the employees still talked to and each what other. What years were you doing that, just out of curiosity? Probably started at 84. I was there for like seven years. It's very possible. Yeah. Very possible <laughs> that you uh, were a camera operator when I would do modeling for. I think it was Sears, JCPenney, and Anthony's. Oh, and if we you would remember do commercials, that, yeah. Do the commercials there yeah. for modeling their clothes and everything. Yeah. I was one of those <laughs> oh, that was brought funny. in in, uh, <laughs> in the 80s. And so uh, how crazy is that? Yeah, and I had a, I have a whole bunch of three-quarter inch tapes at home that I guess need to get converted, you know, from yeah. times there. Because it was just, and I met Kathy Birch there. I don't know if you know okay. Kathy Birch, uh -huh. but she's my mentor. She's okay. a great artist. She's done so much for the community in Roswell too. Right. And yeah, she she and I we had a lot of fun time. You know. So you moved up to production. <clears throat> yeah, production manager. Okay. Well, what happened was, I was pretty high up there. You know, we were doing the, the charge of the commercials and everything. And then uh, Hubbard Broadcasting bought it, and they okay. kind of pushed out the the higher paid salary, which was really sad because they were my friends too. So yeah. then I moved up there. Then KOAT opened a branch here. Mm -hmm. And I applied for that and I was the production manager there. Okay. For the whole time they were open here. Wow. Yeah. That's something I never knew about you. How oh, yeah. cool is that? Yeah, because when we, we did the Harvey Dubner computer at KBIM, when they first came out, well, first it was the Chiron. Okay. Then it went to the Harvey Dubner, which, you know, you had to, it, it, it was just graphics, you know. And of course, for <laughs> our, our listeners and watchers, those that grew up around here will know, but uh, those outside of Roswell, we actually had two, these were local stations at that yeah. time not, oh yeah not you know like yeah, it is today David Gonzalez, they're just representatives sharon bell yeah we had you know um, local shows yeah it was full we channels had, yeah the whole 30 works. minute newscasts at right. five you know up five or six i can't remember and then 10 o'clock yeah so production uh, at that time was much more uh oh. stressful and intense yeah we had the two inch tapes we had to what put we on. see now yeah in, in and we were empty on shells Saturdays. yeah exactly <laughs> on saturdays we ran actual film you know on a okay. projector uh-huh you know yeah wow okay i'm showing my age now <laughs> no that's that's interesting <laughs> stuff it, it's it's neat how technology has yeah evolved through the years oh and... yeah and i've seen it you know used it yeah. because then when we went to koat they bought the video toaster which at that okay. time was the number one you know thing yeah. to have so yeah but i enjoyed that we worked with Therese davis mckee there because she moved okay. over from kbim there too and then donna oracion uh -huh. she went over there yeah yeah we all because we moved all moved from kbim over there yeah <laughs> yeah but we really enjoyed our time there too. So. That's neat. Yeah. So, you, so you did production. How many years were you doing the production like stuff? Like seven at KBIM and th I think two or three at KOAT. Okay, so a solid decade. Wow. Yeah, but uh, and I don't know if this is why KOAT shut down, but we were told that um, Teresa's ratings were higher than their anchor, and they didn't okay. like that, so they decided to shut it. But I don't. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> That's yeah. what we were told. But they closed the station and they offered me to move to Albuquerque. But by then I had a little two-year-old and, you know, I was married to my husband who would have, you know, didn't want to leave his career. So I stayed. 
Um, but and how did you guys end up uh, connecting? What, what's the story there? What... Well, I, I, I met him when I was like 18 in high okay. school and, you know, and I just kind of had a crush on him. So I kind of followed him around and then, then I started going to college and then, you know, we started hanging out and I started kind of slowly moving into his house, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we got married. We lived together for five years and then we got married okay. in 1988. Yeah. Wow. So. I think people thought, yeah, they're never going to make it, but <laughs> we did. He was a wonderful man, you know. Yes, a, yeah. he was, and uh, obviously he did a lot for his community. You know, he was, grew up in Boy Scouts too, and everything. He just did a lot for Roswell. Without yeah. without going, yeah, uh, too dark. Just for our listeners to know, yeah. it's been a few years. Yeah, 2015, he yeah, passed away from say, since he had, had cancer. He had so. passed, and that was a rough, yeah. rough. I'm just time. grateful it didn't last months and years because yeah. you know it was it was months but it wasn't years and a lot of people go through so much and you know you'd rather have him here but you know but like you said anybody that had met and talked with him he was just so genuine and so careful yeah. about people like you, well, even you really he, felt valued yeah. when you were around him it yeah it's cool because even because he was judged when he passed mm -hmm. he was apparently the only seated judge they've ever had that passed while they were on the bench but he uh, really okay even after he passed i had people messaging me on facebook that didn't know me but they're like he was so honest and so yeah. you know he treated everyone with respect and, and you know and the girls were upset you know obviously mm -hmm. but we've raised the girls to be grateful for what you have and we told the girls you know well i told the girls that you'd be grateful that you had them all those years right. because a lot of people never meet their parents or they lose them when they're younger and because mm -hmm. even when he was sick and we went to MD Anderson in Houston you know it broke our hearts because you're there and we go outside for a walk and there's like two-year-olds and babies yeah. you know with cancer and you're just thinking mm -hmm. you know he, he's not gratefully he had it but he gratefully you know our kids didn't go through that yeah yeah you know it's just yeah, sad there's, there's seeing almost nothing worse than seeing children suffer yeah that's for sure yeah Exactly. So, so yeah, you, you guys got together and you fast forward and children started coming yeah. into the picture. Well, here. we, we, uh, we got together and we did, he did a lot with the Explorer post and then he took over as Scoutmaster for Boy Scout Troop 2. Okay. Which has been here since 1912. And what happened there is they were going to lose their charter. Oh, wow. And Minor Huffman, I don't know if you know him. He's, he's, I know been, of it. Yeah. Know. So he was real important to Roswell. Okay. He was like the scoutmaster for that. And we didn't, John was in Boy Scout Troop 2. Okay. And he didn't want them to lose their charter. So he became the scoutmaster because they didn't have a scoutmaster. That's why they're going to lose their charter. If they don't have a troop, you don't have a charter. Yeah. So then I became an assistant scoutmaster. We did a lot with wow. our troop. We, we had 70 boys go to Wahinape. We okay. took, I don't know how many campsites. And yeah. That was a lot of fun. And then, uh, and then uh, I'm trying to think what I was saying. Sorry. That's no, okay. We were talking about the Yeah, so troop two having we started that. Yeah, then I had the a daughter. I got pregnant, had a daughter. Yeah. So then we quit troop two and then when they got old enough we started um, a Daisy Girl Scout troop when Shiloh was five. Okay. So then my girls were in all the way through cadets and then so, they didn't want so to be. So you guys anymore. are the reason that, that existed here. The which the Daisy troop. Oh no, there were several Daisy troops. Oh, you just started your own. Yeah, we just okay. started our own. Got yeah. Got it. And I made a lot of friends out of that. They're still my friends now. So, wow. Yeah. You know, you just, you meet really good people in Scouts, I think. And Scouts yeah. do so much for kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, now I'm on the Boy Scout executive board. And I enjoy that. And we're trying to get more people to join. So, join Scouts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's... Give kids or grandkids. And your Scout, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, it's all good. Having those disciplines are amazing. I grew up in... Uh, more church-based environments with that, but we had yeah. what was called, you may remember the Royal Rangers yeah, yeah. program, which was, it was a more spiritually based, but it was the yeah. same kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I look back to those years, I still, and in fact, I'm, uh, the church I'm involved with, my uh, leader from that program goes there. And it was fun to talk with him because yeah. it just takes you back to those moments. Yeah. And those are pivotal years. Those they are, are yeah. pivotal times that you're learning. Well, it's a perfect and... opportunity. To, you learn so much. Yeah. And you, you, when we had our troop, I always tried to go to places they never would have gone, you know, or do things that are just, they never do at home. You know, we did silk screening, tie dyeing, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. We didn't do your, we did sewing too, because we made a quilt for the, uh, but that was part of teaching them to give back for the yeah. Rosal Refuge. We made a quilt and stuff. Well, and the sewing was also important life survival too. Oh yeah. I know a lot of the things is survival skills that yeah. camping and 
being able yeah. to, you know, do all that. Tie a knot. <laughs> I still today draw from a lot of those things. So yeah. how cool is that? Yeah. So how, how, how long did he continue to do that? We did it till, uh, I don't remember what year we started. I don't remember how many long we did it. We did it for many years. So. So you took it by default, but then just stayed. Yeah. And so Shiloh wow. and Shelby stayed until they were like cadets. Okay. And they didn't want to do it anymore. So yeah, yeah we didn't. But Shelby and I, the last one, we, we went to Philmont with okay. Cheryl Martinez's troop. Wow. That was that was interesting because it rained all the time, never stopped <laughs> till the last day. It was like beautiful, wow. and we're like, yeah, we were mucking through, you know, mud yeah. and just yeah. I told my daughter, if you can do this, you can do anything in life, you know. Yeah. And we made it through. Let's wait for experience. great stories later, but yeah. <laughs> living them was never yeah. yeah Especially was... with kids. Oh yeah. Kids are yeah, get rather dramatic in yeah. those situations. Well, I thought they told us we were the first all-girl troop. Okay. Or, you know, with the quest, or what do they call it? But I was looking through old photos that you can see on the Philmont site, and there's several that were just all-girls, so we were not. Okay. The, yeah, because I was yeah. looking for my brother's pictures because they had all gone to Philmont. Too. Wow. Yeah, we just follow their steps, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you go through all of that. Um, you guys obviously have had a pattern and you mentioned that from even your upbringing yeah. just being community involved. Yeah. Um, you know, what are some of the other things that have been highlights over your years of just, you know, uh, contributing to this? Well, city? like working uh, for television, you get, you experience so much. Yeah. Cause when like, when I worked for KBIM, we had the air show here at that time. Oh man, I love that. <clears throat> yeah. That's where I fell in love and thought I would go be a pilot. Yeah. Cause I got to see the F-15 yeah, flight Yeah, they did Eagles. everything. Yeah. yeah. I so, actually worked one year for farmers when they would cater. Oh, yeah, and the VIP and tent. I, and yeah, I was the VIP server. Yeah, yeah, because we got to go and we probably were there at the same time because we always got to go in because we were, you know, covering it. Okay. But we got to go up with the Golden Knights. You know. Wow. They put me in a jumpsuit and they put me in a harness and they literally let me hang outside the plane. How cool is that? But you had yeah. to be careful because the cameras, you know. People realize the little cameras. They have no, they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they weighed more than I did because I probably was a hundred pounds at okay. that time. But that was fun hanging out the plane, you know, videotaping them jump. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And there's so many things you get to do as a reporter. Not, yeah. I wasn't a reporter, but I was the camera person for the reporters. Yeah. And that was so much fun. And when we were uh, at KOAT, I got to bungee jump. You know, and just uh -huh. yeah, that was a story because. Steve Pomisano was the reporter. Okay. And they had that I challenge Steve thing going on. Yeah. So somebody challenged him to bungee jump at the fairgrounds and he was afraid to do it. And we went up there and I said, Okay, I'll go first. You know, so he video so my husband, Shiloh's a month old at this time. Or no, she would have to be a little more. I think she's like six months old. And uh, he comes out to get the checkbook from me. And Teresa David McKee's out there. And he's like, where's Juliana? She goes, up there. <laughs> I didn't tell him I was going to do it. Yeah. You know? Oh, great. I'm going to lose my mom and my baby, you know. But So I did it. And then Steve did it. And it was a lot of fun. Just, well, but I'm the, adrenaline junkie. So. I was going to say, one of the things that I've always noticed and respected about you was that there isn't a fear yeah. uh, factor in your life. I'm sure there... It, Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've seen it when you've talked about things. Yeah, I'll do that. It's, yeah. just, it's like there's, there isn't a hesitation. It's just if you want to do it, you're going to go conquer yeah. it. We did that in that. You mentioned that. We were, the girls and I, Shiloh and Shelby were, or Shiloh and her best friend Kayla in Northcat, they were about 16 and Shelby was probably five years younger. So she's like 11. And we went to a hockey game in Lubbock. And we were up in the high stands and some guy walks up to them. And he goes, hey, you guys want to be part of the halftime show? And they're all... No. I go, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, so I went out there at halftime and we did a little competition thing. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'll do, yeah, I'll do anything, I guess. <laughs> Just anything that's fun, you know. So before we transition out of uh, family, um, you're, you're such a involved person. We could probably do this on the show, you know, many, many times and not yeah. cover all the things that you do. <laughs> but uh, we fast forward, uh, I know in, in recent times, uh, your girls are grown up now. Yeah. And uh, tell us about what that transition in life has been like. So that was, uh, it was hard with John dying because it was like, yeah. you know, it, but the girls, we raised them to give back to the community. So when it snowed, we went to the widows around the street, we'd shovel their walk, you know, we do things for the neighbors. Yeah. Which I thought, you know, just that's what people do. Even at Christmas, you know, we'd give 
snacks and I talked to someone at work, they're all, do you get snacks to your neighbors at Christmas? I'm like, yeah, not everyone, you know, it's just things we were raised to do. Right. So Shiloh, she moved to Albuquerque and uh, then John got sick and he lived up there with her for a while and was doing uh -huh. chemo up there. And then, uh, then he moved back. Then Shelby was still at home. And um, then, you know, then he passed and Shelby was still at home. And she was, you know, it just is devastating to the family. Right. So I finally persuaded her to go to school at NMSU. So like in the, the lapse of a few months, I've lost a huge income. My husband and then all my kids are out. And yeah. But I did fine, you know, because yeah. we talked all the time and everything. And then Shelby, she's back now. She has enough credits to uh, get a degree from NMSU, but she decided to change her thing to teaching. Okay. So, so she's teaching now at Valley View. She's a oh, permanent wonderful. sub. She's still considered a sub because she doesn't have a teaching degree, but then she's going to try to go back. She was trying to do both teaching and, okay. but it's too hard with COVID and you know everything that's going on. She yeah. couldn't teach full-time and so she's going to go back next year to finish okay. her teaching degree. All right. In Shiloh, I have my first grandbaby. I was going to mention that because yeah. uh, it's a whole <laughs> wonderful transition. Oh yeah, it's just so great. I've been up there, thank God, I've been able to uh, go up there at least once a month and see him. So yeah, and we FaceTime like every single day. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, life goes on. And I just still, that, I think that's what gives me a lot of time to help in the community. Yeah. Because I had my own business, you know, so after KOAT, going back to that, then um, they knew they were going to close. Well, I worked with some people who knew people out at um, Christmas by Krebs. Okay. And they were trying to move up into the digital era, and they wanted to start an art department. That's when Photoshop was Photoshop 1.0. Okay. <laughs> so um, I went out there and started their whole graphic department out there and would digitally design ornaments. So that, if memory serves, that would be somewhere probably around 93, 94-ish. Yeah. yeah, right around there. Because it was a, before Shelby was I was, was a Photoshop born. nerd. So. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. <laughs> I was in Dallas at the time and we used to, we had a deal called, uh, I think it was called Black Saturday. Yeah. Memory, if memory serves. But anyway, you would go downtown Dallas and under the overpasses, guys would literally drive up. It was total nerd. Oh, yeah. But you'll appreciate yeah. this. And they would open up the back of their cars and they would have all kinds of computer components, software, whatever, yeah. whatever they had scrounged up and you could barter like you do down in Juarez. Oh, yeah. And For the parts. And I would go down there so I could get the latest <laughs> copy of Photoshop and some of those other things. Yeah, because back then it was on CD really or something. Really good price. Yeah. And, yep. Well, and I, when it first started, it was on those little, two, what are they, one, two and a half inch? Yeah, yep. because yeah, you... Disc one, disc two, uh -huh. up to like 40, you know, right, right. <laughs> you're just constantly replacing them. Yeah, that was fun times. Yeah. So yeah. so you were in integral in helping Krebs expand then. Oh, yeah. How cool I, is that? And then that? I started doing their catalog okay. and everything. Yeah, in-house, everything. We moved it all in-house. That's neat. Yeah. So it saves did, a lot of money. So yeah. did you help with uh, design from time to time? Because I know you Oh, yeah, I designed the ornaments. Yeah. yeah. There's okay. a lot of my ornaments out there, my catalogs. And, How cool yeah. part of your story. Yeah. So then after Christmas by Krebs, I don't, I think it was like seven years. So don't quote me on that. But, okay. Um, I said, I could do this for a living, you know? So I started my own business at home. Yeah. And uh, I had that for 10 years and I really enjoyed that. But yeah, what's neat about it is you, anywhere you go in Roswell, any logos or most of them, you, a lot of them I've designed, yeah. you know, you see business logos and I did the uh, Roswell magazine for uh -huh. years so my kids are all in magazines and when i had the girl scout troop at that time too like i take pictures of my kids and put them on billboards they're like not again you know your kids are probably the same <laughs> and if but, memory serves that at that point was it graph master yeah is that what you yeah. okay yeah. so uh for those that are watching if they've yeah. ever seen anything with that brand that was you yeah that was me and i i love doing that i really did but then it got to where Probably 90% of my work was nonprofit, so okay. I wasn't having a steady income. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was doing contract work for Pioneer Bank at the time. And uh, Bridget was there then, Bridget Lara, and she moved to Texas. And for like six months, they didn't hire anyone. And I was doing the Fly Roswell marketing too. Okay. So I met John Hitchcock there. Yeah. And I went into him one day and I said, hey, I can do your job but I want to work part-time, get paid this much and come and go as I please because I'm involved in so many community organizations. And so they hired me. And in six months, uh, they promoted me to vice president. I started full-time. And I say God looks out for you. You know, he really yeah. does because right after that, 
John got sick and they still let me work from home. Pioneer Bank's great. They're so community oriented, yeah. you know, and they want their employees to go out in the community and help. And they're supportive of their employees, you know, when they're sick or their spouses are sick, they're like, you know, do what you need to do to take care of your family. So I'm so grateful. So that's why I say God looks out for you. He puts, yeah. puts you where you need to be, I guess, you know, so. Now a word from this episode's sponsor. At the Roswell Chamber of Commerce, our mission is to promote economic and social prosperity, assist business development and tourism, and foster community spirit and pride. We do this by providing our members business after hours, ribbon cuttings, and grand openings. When you stop by, you will be greeted by our friendly staff. If you are interested in becoming a member, please contact us. We are located at 131 West 2nd Street in Roswell, New Mexico. And our phone number, 575-623-5695. You started talking about uh, Pioneer Bank. We've, we've caught up to there, and which kind of transitions us into a little bit more of okay. where we head on the podcast about yeah. you know who you are now, what are okay. you doing, what does that look like. I know that uh, you're very influential with their organization, but then... There's an, a, an immense number of things that you participate. Oh, yeah. I know you're very humble, but you... you yeah, lead... it's really hard politicking because I have to talk about myself. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, know? you lead a lot about uh, just making an impact in our city without a lot of fanfare. Yeah. So uh, tell us what you can or what comes to mind, and I'll try to okay. navigate. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, at Pioneer Bank, we started the team, the volunteer program there because, you know... Christopher Palmer, the president, decided, you know, this would be really good to get out and do more in the community. Okay. So that helped me get more volunteers out. You know, we start, we do the homeless coalition mm -hmm. cooking. We do the community kitchen monthly. And just all over southern New Mexico, the volunteers do a lot for the community. Um, I've been with Main Street Roswell since 2009. Mm -hmm. And... I had to resign now and it was kind of hard, you know, yeah. <laughs> because to run for office in the bylaws, I can't run for office and be, but I still volunteer and I can yeah. volunteer. I just can't be an officer. So I'm still helping with that organization. Um, before that, I was on the uh, Friends of Bitter Lake board. Okay. I help a lot of nonprofits. I'm not on their boards or anything, but they call me, they need something. I do it because I, I look at it. God's given me a gift yeah. and I need to use it for good yeah. to help, you know, others that, you know, need it. So yeah. That's why I try to help most organizations that help, you know, that request any kind of help. And so uh, to clarify, when you say help, what does that mean? What does that look like? A lot of them, they need um, design work, like for posters. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously Pioneer, we volunteer, you know, cooking. Um, mm -hmm. They need help with their Facebook page updates or just yeah. getting the word out. Even the church I belong to, you know, the Assumption Church. Mm -hmm. The you know, Father Yarick sends me a graphic. Hey, I need this out there. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. So a lot of people, I get that all the time. They go, everyone knows you. Everyone, you know where to do the, the marketing. Right. And so, yeah. And political parties. I mean, I mean I've, I've helped so many politicians with their flyers and stuff. And I still do. Yeah. You know, I still do a lot of this stuff. But at home, you know, but if it's nonprofit, the bank allows me to do a lot of that there too. So. Well, I know you do a lot of uh, photography too at events. Yes, and... yes just chronicling uh, and a, what a valuable thing that is to our community. Oh yeah, to have the memories there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. and I know you give of your time on that and then oh, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, and that, and so we, I don't like to, when I started at the bank, it was hard for me because they say, you need to keep track of your volunteer hours. I go, I don't want to keep track of yeah. because I don't do it. But then I find out that the bank actually is required to do like CRA credit, okay. Community Reinvestment Act. Okay. They want, bankers to give back to the community and the bank does too um so we start keeping track of those so we started giving out the presidential volunteer service awards you know so i've earned that several times a lot of people at the bank have earned that several times so yeah. we try to recognize them for their efforts you know giving back to the community that's neat yeah so and so uh, that's all your uh, giving back side what what is your day-to-day uh, -day life at uh pioneer look like what's um well, every Wednesday we have a meeting, we have monthly meetings. There's a lot of communication that goes on at the bank. So when someone needs like decorations for their branches, I do that. I do the marketing to, you know, obviously cross sell our products. Yeah. Um, 
it's just anything that pioneer needs done marketing design yeah, whatever anything. you're it's just me <laughs> yeah you yeah. carry that yeah you, you and i'm not complaining that. i love yeah, it yeah. i love my job i can you know when we go out because i go out with like laney smith and she uh -huh. she prevents the fraud and she saves a lot of people a lot of money but we'll go out to like talk to schools and i said she has the worst job in the bank i have the best job because <laughs> <You laughs> nice. yeah. mine's the fun job and she loves her job and she's very good at it yeah and it's just not what i would enjoy you know so, so Main Street Roswell, you touched on that just briefly. Yeah. What does that entail? You know, I know a lot of people know that there's people that are involved with that, but yeah. that, that can be a little bit of a mystery yeah. too. And I do have to say my success is dependent on all the people on all the boards and everything. Cause uh -huh. you know, like Walker Aviation Museum, you got Robert Sherman and Bob Donnell, they do so much, Okay. you know, and a lot of people give me credit when I probably don't deserve it. Cause there's so many people that are helping. Understood. Too. But Main Street Roswell, a lot of people don't realize we do the downtown lights at Christmas. We uh -huh. do the community planting. We've purchased the flags that go up and down. The city puts them up yeah. for us. Uh, they actually own the flags now. We do, what we do is we like the benches that are going in now. Uh -huh. the, for two years now, the community's been collecting these benches. I mean, the caps to make yeah, the benches. Yeah, that was the plastic initiative, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, and it's still okay. going on because okay. we still want to buy more benches because okay. we got a grant from AARP to help us buy that. So nice. Molly Boyles and her husband. Uh -huh. We collect all the caps. Like they, I don't know if you saw, there's a picture of us with on the trailer. It's so many pounds. I don't remember how many pounds of caps. I remember when the when it was really heavy. What about three years ago? Does that sound right? Maybe four. When no. it got started. When and we, then, yeah, but when we actually took he and then when he the had to drive the caps later. Yeah, he had I to drive the caps. I think to Indiana or some other state way yeah. across the country. So you take the caps there and then you pick up benches and bring them back. So yeah. initially, I think they got thirty benches. Okay. And the city's putting putting them in for us. So wonderful. We do take bench sponsorships. If you well, go to MainStreetRosal.org, I'm selling it. Definitely, <laughs> you know? definitely. And I appreciate yeah. you telling that to yeah. our listeners. Um, uh, what, what a needed thing we've had uh, for those oh, that yeah. don't know. Because there are four benches, I think the entire length of yeah. between like 4th Street and uh, Alameda or something. If you study our route uh, with all the stops, it, most people are standing and many times in uncovered yeah. Yeah. Areas. And so I know that's an initiative long term that would yeah. be nice to see as oh, well. Oh, yeah. So, that'd be really nice. Um, but Especially what you guys are doing and getting it started at least. And yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah. So it, the community is still collecting caps. We're okay. still, you know, so we do a lot. Um, we used to do the UFO festival, but now we're working in conjunction with the city trying to have events downtown where they have the yeah. UFO festival going on. We have uh, the Chili Cheese Festival we do. We used to do the free movies. And this, this winter we did the uh, community uh, tree. Right, decorated. right. Yeah. It was the inaugural. And that's like the third or fourth time we've done that, but it, it was really good this year. Event where yeah. It really and got, we did the free movie with the say, Grinch. Didn't you have some deal about one of the tallest uh, tree it, things in the area? Or yeah, something? it was like 14 foot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I forgot her name. You got it. I'm sorry. Devin and Bullock. And most people Devin don't. Devin Bullock got the tree. Devin got the yeah, tree. Yeah, she Wonderful. was in charge of that part of it. Most and people don't know the difficulties that you guys face simply because uh, two busiest highways in our oh, state yeah. converge and Main Street is actually a state highway, not a city. Yeah. There's a lot um, of things we can't it's crazy. do. crazy. Yeah. Because when we do the downtown lighting, everyone's saying, well, where are the angels? I, I literally, yeah. I looked for the angels. <laughs> really? Somebody said they went to Redoso. I called Redoso and the guy said he's been there for 25 years. He's never seen yeah, the yeah. angels. He said, call Redoso Downs. They said, call Elmo Gordo. And yeah. I've been calling all over. Nobody knows. Yeah. So yeah. we can't get the angels back. Even Every, if we got one, but we can't put anything across Main Street either. It's a DOT regulation. The crazy thing is, is if you did find them, they might not be as <laughs> wonderful as all of us remember in yeah. our minds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They'd be pretty old and probably, pretty, they were probably left outside somewhere, right. you know, cause they're huge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we used to do the banners too, but the city's been doing the banners now okay. down, down the street. But, yeah. And our biggest objective is to get the downtown businesses, keep them in business, keep them, you know, we're well, in, you know, for those of us that have, that drive through there, we've been seeing, you know, some of the initiatives that you guys were able to acquire through grants and other yeah. stuff like that, that are actually yeah, beautifying down there too. Yeah. They have facade squads mm -hmm. that any business downtown is eligible to apply for the uh, economic development department They're Right now they got a grant for, um, the old Ginsburg. That's where they're cleaning okay. that up. Yeah. Where white yeah. mattress and there's Indian a lot of grants out, out there. Yeah. yeah. So in our downtown business community, it's great. We have a stakeholders page. 
which, you know, social media is not the best, but it is used for good here because right. they say, well, this person just came in with a fake $100 bill and they mm -hmm. post it right away. Then every downtown merchant can see that and with the picture of the person and know what to look yeah. for. So there's a lot of communication there. And during when COVID hit, we did a lot of live videos trying to keep them open. Mm -hmm. So we didn't lose too many downtown businesses. And some actually did pretty well, you know, but uh, that's our number one goal is to, you know, promote the downtown businesses and create a vibrant downtown district. Yeah. Yeah. We want to fill more, more of the empty buildings in and, and that's happening. So. Well, it, it's, it's fun to see. And I know for small towns, change comes slowly. Yeah. It always does. And it's yeah. just the nature of it, but it's fun to see it in, in change and seeing people embrace it and finding creative ways to yeah. just elevate the properties and Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot the of like, she's a dandy hanger 209. There's a lot of them. That's not all of them, but the, they did it a, a lot on their own and they've yeah. done an amazing job, yeah. you know, they've done a great job. So, so, uh, our show is never politically oriented, yeah. but we do need to, uh, at least because it's a very current thing for you. Um, you mentioned that you're running for office. Tell us a little bit about that and what that entails and maybe even some interesting <laughs> details of what the process is like. Yeah. Um, it's not like I aspired to be a, a city councilor ever, but being on the main street board since 2009 and in, involved with so many other community organizations, I've seen the relationships between the small businesses and the, the nonprofits mm -hmm. kind of deteriorate. So I want to open more dialogue and I figure on city council, it's just more, I, I can serve Roswell more trying to open more dialogue and trying to support these, you know, initiatives better. Yeah. So I decided to run, um, and you know, it's interesting. And you're willing <laughs> to take on the, just the insane amount of time. Yeah that that takes most people don't know can oh, can you tell us yeah. a little uh, about that i don't know how much time it's going to take but okay. i'm willing to do it but what's what's good is all my kids are grown so yeah. you know and my job is i have 100 percent backing from them nice so that's always you know a good thing to have you know yeah yeah and before i decided to run i did ask them because i didn't want to just say hey by the way yeah. <laughs> you know yeah so i have a lot of support from i've had so much support you wow. know come out of the community my work my friends yeah so I'm, I'm pretty confident I can help the city. Sure. Know. That's my goal. <laughs> help the small businesses, help the non well, you, just make Brazil better. You naturally having the non fear f side of you is probably going to help you weather. It doesn't matter how good a person yeah. you are. If you get into politics, there's going to be people that like to play smear games and they like yeah. to play hate games. And I'm trying to stay and, out of that. And when my husband ran for yeah. office too, when he was magistrate yeah, judge. Yeah, because you guys have been there. Yeah, we've been there and we just try to keep the race it, clean. And It's amazing you know. uh, just, just where we're at as a culture. And we talked about this prior yeah. to recording, uh, like social media has done, but also in our politics, we we rather than being people together united for a common cause yeah. and being able to compromise on things, we take sides, Yeah, which is and just weird yeah. to me, <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know? Uh, yeah. Cause I got people telling me things on this year and then other people tell me things on this year. So I need to work it all out, you know, yeah. and just, yeah. Yeah. They're saying take sides. I'm like, I'm not going to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. You know, my friends are my friends. And well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if we're supposed to be for the community, that means everybody, yeah. right? Yeah. So I don't envy so, you on that, yeah. on that level at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not fun, but you it's, know, it's the old, uh, you're, you're bad if you do and bad if you don't. Yeah. Um, but I think the way I was raised, you just, I just was raised to, you know, to be a strong person Yeah. and stick with my beliefs, you know, and my morals. And so sure. that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> So this is all the things that you do, which, uh, is, is incredible. And then you clearly find enjoyment and pleasure oh, and yeah. all that. What does Juliana do? Uh, what, what I, uh, call soul food. What do you do that brings just that you back to that place? Cause you know, when, when you give yeah. as you are, uh, when you give and give and give, there's an, it's like you're, you're drained and you have to fill back up somehow. Yeah. yeah. What, what does that look like for you? So, you know, everybody thinks, you know, cause I'm so outgoing and everything that I did a, I, one of these online things and it, there's introverts and extroverts. And I remember the name, like an introvert, and I'm okay. like in the middle because okay. 
Yeah, I love going out and meeting people and talking with people because I really enjoy that. With Leadership New Mexico, that was so amazing because yeah. you meet so many people and it's so much fun. But I also like being home and just relaxing. Okay. You know, like Saturdays, or even, you know, we go to church on Saturdays so I can sleep in on Sunday, you know, because I'm like, yeah. I need my rest, you know. Yeah. It's just, but Shelby and I, you know, you walk in my living room, you see two TVs because we Xbox each other and we play. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just, just to relax, you know. So what, what do you yeah. play then? What? Well, I didn't realize uh, you were a gamer. That that's really fun. Yeah, we do the World of War. We've been doing Ark a lot. Now. Okay. Um, Borderlands. We would play it and play it and play. Wow. It. Yeah, you know. You're just, hardcore. That's oh, impressive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've just always done it. You know, it's mm -hmm. just uh, yeah. So like when I got my drone, you know. Yeah. And everyone's like, "This is so hard to fly." For me, it's like this is yeah, so yeah. easy, you know, because you know you fly drones. A, a but if you play, I guess. Because I've heard the Air Force actually likes to hire kids who play video games because it's so similar, you yeah. know. But yeah, that's how I relax. I just yeah. Okay, you're able yeah, to. Yeah, gardening. Obviously, you've seen my pictures on Facebook. Uh -huh. There's so many plants in my garden. I love my garden. Yeah. Say, and then if memory and serves, hiking, I just I'll, love. Hiking. I was going to yeah. mention you guys like to go conquer. Yeah. Mountains and yeah. Uh, trails and yeah. As I get older and don't walk as much. <laughs> it gets a little harder, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We go, we spread John's ashes up at Nogal Peak, so okay. we go there every year and we try to hike to the top every nice. year. Yeah, and it's so beautiful up there. Yeah, yeah. And it's just that's how you relax, you know. I would go camping by myself a few times. We'd be like, "You're freaking crazy." I'm like, "No," because it's just so relaxing, you know. I have there, the dogs. I have my gun. You know. <laughs> there, there is a unique uh, thing when you can quiet. Yeah. Everything in your life yeah. at times. There's just something about that that helps. Yeah bring all kinds of things somewhere. I'd be in the water all yeah, the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So as we head into the home stretch of this episode, I, and I thank you so much yeah. uh, for the journey that we've taken thus far. Yeah. <laughs> what are some things that you've picked up along the way? And you've, you've hit a few, but you're welcome to revisit them yeah. that you could give our listeners that uh, life wisdom, business wisdom, family wisdom, it doesn't matter, yeah. just just some tidbits. I would recommend people volunteer. Okay. Because I think, you know, people that take from others, I don't know how they can wake up in the morning. But when you volunteer and you help people in need in your community, you know, and I always say God helps those who help themselves, you know, because I'm not, I'm not like saying welfare people or anything, but you know, you got some people who are down on their luck, not by their choice, yeah. or just an, an organization that does good things for others. The fulfillment you get, the self-fulfillment you yeah. get from helping others, it's just, you know, because you would do the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, I guess that's what God says to do too, you know. And then uh, I know this is cliche, but thank God for, you know, your family and spend as much time as, you know, because I've lived where you just really miss them. And a lot yeah. of people, it's not just me, a lot of people have gone through this, but you got to be grateful for what you have and enjoy it and you know don't keep thinking i need more i need more you've got to be just grateful for what you have i'm so grateful for my two girls i'm grateful i had john for you know yeah. we were married for 28 years or something you know it's a long time um the attitude of gratefulness is a tough one though yeah it's necessary oh and yeah the better we get at yeah. it as we get older we realize my goodness why haven't i done this my whole life yeah but it's it's something that has to be fought for how do you maintain that I guess it's just the way I was raised. You just, uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I've been blessed. I really okay. have. Um, you know, I think, yeah. You know, people always say, yeah, it'd be really nice to have this house or this car, you know. But, and then you think about it, you think, you know, I'm actually doing pretty well. <laughs> you know, I have a nice, at least I have a house, you know. I have a roof over my head. I have a car. So, and that's the way we raise the girls. You'd be grateful for what you have. John and I both, we always told the girls that, you know, things could always be worse. You know, even when he got sick, we said things could always be worse because they can, yeah. you know, so. So if I'm hearing you, you guys have just made this a habit. Yeah, it's like a habit. And the, yeah. it, sometimes it was hard for the girls, you know, to be, especially like when Shiloh got married or like when she has the baby, you think, oh, I wish dad was here or something, but you know, you just move on, yeah. you know, so. That's really cool. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Don't I, feel sorry for yourself. I, 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 isn't I that crazy? Yeah, I just, that frustrates me when I see people doing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and how easy it is for us to get, go down that path if we're not careful. Yeah. 
Well, and that's, I think it depends on support too. Those around you, you know, it's always nice to have the support of people around you that, that always helps you get through things. Yeah. Yeah. So. And based on what you've told us today, by purpose, you've put yourself in places where there was support. Oh yeah. Not yeah. just living life alone. Yeah. Well, you have to, you know, you can't sit at home and wallow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, even when uh, John first died and I'm doing all this housework now, you know, remodeling things in my daughter. Are you selling the house? I go, no, this is my therapy, <laughs> you know, yeah. to stay busy and move on, you know, because, and two, and a lot of people feel this way, the one you love and when they die, they wouldn't want you to sit there and wallow, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you think it's kind of a, uh, and also a way of honoring that relationship? Yeah, exactly. By, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, you just, you go on honoring them and their name and yeah. that's what you do, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. So let's say, uh, because you've been through a lot of different uh, business places, what might be something, because what you already said was also, also very good in a business mm -hmm. mindset, but what might there be some things that you've picked up, especially in a small town and being in charge of Main Street, Roswell, and things like that, um, that might be some insights for some of our business leaders and things like that, that you are like, this is invaluable to your success. Yeah, I think getting involved. A business getting involved in their community, they, you know, you get out there and you find out what your community needs and you try to help with that. Yeah. And I think it comes back to you because people see you out there and they're like, oh, they really care about my community. Yeah. So I'm going to go shop at their store because I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I see someone doing something good for the, I'll go shop at their store. You know, I'll support them because yeah. I see they really care. And that's why I love working at Pioneer Bank because we really do care you know, about everyone in our community. So, you know, that just helps. I think it helps the business. In fact, really I know good. it helps the business because people do go out and they see you out there. They know you care. Yeah. So they'll frequent your store, you know? Yeah. We have, a, we have a good downtown business group that, you know, they, they do that. So. Yeah. And, and, and just being a, another person, an entity in the community, seeing the atmosphere of Main Street and the way everybody is carrying themselves. Yeah. You've had an effect on that. And I know that you, it's well, not group, just you, the whole, board. The whole yeah. group does <laughs> yeah. it. But the point is, is that thinking that you're presenting us right there is obvious that it's happening because we're yeah. seeing that atmosphere yeah. uh, take place and, yeah. it, and it matters, you know? Yeah. Um, so we've covered most everything that we would normally cover in a deal. When you had, uh, when, when you said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to agree to be on the podcast, so forth. Is there something we didn't cover or that we didn't talk about that you were like, Ooh, I'd love to. I think so. Yeah. You did a good job. I think we hit it. <laughs> yeah. I think we hit it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like, you know, I don't always like talking about myself too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just me. Like I say, there's, there's a community behind me, you know, the Main Street Rosal board, the Walker Aviation Museum board. There's so many people in Rosal that do so much that they don't get credit for. And, uh, it's not just me, so. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, you. interrupting your week and oh, spending no some time with us <laughs> and uh, hope that uh, all the things that you're doing continue yeah. and that God continues to give you breath you. so that you can <laughs> keep I helping so. others in this, in this journey, so. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah, okay, thanks. If you enjoyed today's program, subscribe to the format you were on, YouTube or podcast channel, so you get notifications of new releases. If you want to connect with me, go to DonovanFulkerson.com for my companies and related business and product offerings. On social media, my personal accounts have daily spiritual and personal life posts. My business accounts relate to those specific products and offerings. If you'd like to be a sponsor, reach out too. We can make that happen. Thank you for connecting. Please share this video and get the word out. We'll see you next time.